0: Hi, and welcome to Math & Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math & Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math & Musings. Today's date is July 9th, 2021. And this is episode number six of our show. I'm going to be talking today a little bit about a jazz concert I saw recently at a club I really enjoy going to. A little bit more on that later. And uh, as I talk about the world of jazz and music in general, and sort of a blending of jazz with other styles, sort of a, uh, an interest of mine the last, uh, oh, 15 years or so, as I turn down uh, turn down the saxophone. Well, you know, it's my friend Dan Miller is playing the saxophone on this recording. The song is called Vanguard Blues and has become our theme song of math and musings. I wrote the song over 10 years ago. I I don't think I'd heard of ever, you know, heard of what a podcast was or knew what a podcast was when I wrote the song. And, um, my friend Dan, who I always say that I enjoy playing with him because he makes me sound good, that, um, I'm sure he'd be a little bit upset to find that I turn down the music every time that saxophone comes in, Uh, but it just, his tone is so good on this, I worry that it's taking away from the sound of my own voice. Hi everyone, and welcome. Speaking of great saxophonists, I had the pleasure, this is, uh, well I guess two weekends ago now, of seeing one of the legends of our time. Uh, His name is Kenny Garrett and has guy who's been around for, whoa 40 years or so. I, I looked up his age. Kenny Garrett is 60 years old. Uh, he's been around, though. The thing about uh, playing music is you can be famous when you're young. So he's been around for, oh, solid four decades or so, you know, my entire lifetime. In his early days, he played with uh, Miles Davis and played with the Duke Ellington Orchestra, you know. If Kenny Garrett is not a name that you know... Well, you know who Miles Davis and Duke Ellington are. So this is the guy playing saxophone, standing next to some of the greatest musicians of all time, and has made a name in his own right. I was so excited to see this one on the calendar at Keystone Corner in Baltimore. That's Corner with a K. A club that I've been to a couple times. Uh, I went there actually right before COVID hit. I saw John Pizzarelli playing the guitar with his trio, uh, styled after a Nat King Cole's trio of the uh, 1940s. And I th- it was my first time that I'd ever been to Keystone Corner in Baltimore. And I thought to myself, wow, I'm going to come here like all the time. And then, you know, a week or two later, COVID hits, and it's, okay, now I'm never coming here again. Uh, here we are, though, a year and a half later, and we are able to congregate. The tables are a little spaced out at the club now and technically you have to wear a mask but most people are eating or drinking you can you can take them off. You know the staff is wearing a mask uh, in Kenny's band. Uh, his bass player I know wore a mask the whole time. Uh, Kenny did not obviously. He's putting a saxophone in his mouth. It would be a little tough to do with a mask. But I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, going to this club and seeing Kenny and no, I'm not receiving a dime uh, from the club in terms of uh, publicity. They, they are not a sponsor of this show. I'm just mentioning that I do enjoy going to this place, and if it were any closer to my house, I would probably go there every weekend uh, in a way that uh, it's probably safer that it's not because I wouldn't spend any time at home. I would just go to this place every single night because they have great jazz offerings um, all the time uh, on the schedule. and these The names and acts change constantly now, because uh, of the COVID era, you know, things things get cancelled, but on the uh, on the list they got Bill Sharlap, one of the great pianists of our time, and Ron Carter and his group. Ron Carter, one of the greatest bass players of all time, of like any era, he's probably the most famous bass player of all time. One of, anyway. He's played with everybody, literally everybody. And uh, it really has the feel of an old-time jazz club and it's, it's right uh, i don't know if it's technically still inner harbor near enough to the inner Harbor. i would not know the neighborhoods of baltimore as well as uh, maybe some others um, but if you can picture where the inner harbor is and like all the other main attractions of baltimore like the aquarium and uh, camden yards and the things that i know i would say well it's not too far from that not too far from that a native Baltimorean is listening, I'm sure, to the show right now, going, no, 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 the line for uh, the Inner Harbor actually ends on this street. I have no idea, but it's pretty close. And it's the kind of thing that uh, it's a little bit of a drive from here, but but worth it, totally worth it. The only trouble was, well, I had seen Kenny Garrett before, and uh, I knew what I was getting into. Like, I wish it had been a surprise, but no, I'd seen Kenny before, in one of the most formative for me concerts I had ever seen. This would have been February-ish of two thousand eight. At the time, I was uh, making a journey uh, around uh, around the country, and it became uh, around the world uh, too. I I didn't have let's say I didn't have a regular gig at the time I was just playing music obviously I was single I did not have a wife a child or a mortgage like I do now and I was able to spend more time driving around and uh, visiting different parts of the country and I, I also uh, went to Ukraine for a week that was sort of unexpected but the opportunity came to uh, came to me that I was able to go to Ukraine for a week More on that some other time, but uh, if you're single, I guess that's uh, the kind of thing you could do. Or if you were retired. Not quite there yet. At the time, between gigs, I was able to drive around and and ended up going around the country, either just visiting or playing gigs around the country, too. This one was just a straight-up visit. I was in Philadelphia, and I had no predetermined plan to see live music. I knew I wanted to see something, and I saw advertised that Philadelphia, the University of the Arts in Philadelphia, which I had never heard of before, University of the Arts, was holding a jazz concert that evening. Kenny Garrett Quartet. I'm like, oh yeah, I know that name, Kenny Garrett, sure. I'll go see him play. And I I didn't realize what I was in for that evening, as I walked in the door of a pretty staid theater like it was kind of like going to church and a picture it like I always picture jazz concerts like you know going to a seeing a golf match or a tennis match it's like every quiet please everyone quiet you know you, you watch a little bit then you applaud and then it's quiet again well that's not what this was at all um, it was uh, it was the, the joint was jumping uh, from the word go and um, this university theater, which I'm, I'm sure it holds like symphony concerts and stuff where, where people are, are uh, you know, sitting with their hands folded in their laps and wearing tuxedos. Man, this concert hall was never the same again after that evening. And there were people getting up and like dancing in the aisles. And I, I, was, I was definitely the most uncool person there. I just I didn't know what I was getting into. And the music was beyond what I really thought of as a young man. As what could be called jazz, and uh, the the use the easy cliche uh, analogy was it was a jazz concert with the intensity of a rock concert, and combining those two elements, as was done that night, for me seeing it live for really for the first time, was an incredible experience. Now, I realized that. It's generally, you know, we call it fusion. Uh, fusion has been around for decades, but really for me it was the first time seeing such a thing. And then after that, I tried to compose songs that were uh, written in such a manner, like the, the beat of, je- of rock, straight eighth notes, um, with the chords of jazz layered on top, sevenths, ninths, elevenths, thirteenth. I think most famously uh, for me, I uh, put together a song called Something New. You you can hear this one on Spotify. That's why I mention it. Because every once in a while, I get the idea that I'm cooler than I am and can can put together a song that combines rock and jazz elements together. Um, cooler probably than any, you know, t- geeky white guy piano player than you will meet, than you, the average one that you would meet who, you know, teaches math, middle school math. But... Going to that concert, I really felt as though, you know, now I'm, now I'm seeing, seeing behind the scenes of like, this, these are where the cool people hang out. And that evening, um, watching Kenny play the saxophone um, and play the piano a little bit too, that was a cool thing. Like, he'd put the horn down, walk over to the piano, the piano player would stand up, he'd sit down, bang out some chords, and then go back and pick up the piano or pick up the saxophone again. He's chanting in the microphone. And it was really a show. It was, it, the theatrics of it were so cool, and uh, that was my only disappointment, going into this concert I saw recently, that, oh yeah, I had seen this 13 years before, I knew what I was getting into. It was more fun when I was being blown away seeing it for the first time, but hey, I hadn't gotten to see live music in a long time, so I really appreciated uh, anything, uh, let alone something great added bonus uh kenny had brought in uh, it was the kenny garrett quintet he'd brought in an auxiliary percussionist there was one guy who just played uh bongos and chimes and bells and whistles and and uh, any kind of uh, you know toy that you could think of the auxiliary percussion that's that's all he did like he didn't sit down at the set there was they had a set drummer who was uh uh, who was great, of course, and then uh, augmented by the fifth man in the group auxiliary percussionist and seeing the whole ensemble uh, was really quite an experience uh, my only complaint I guess it was like in addition to the fact that it wasn't surprising for me is that that was uh, it was a ten uh, from the moment i from I walked in like it was a ten out of ten intensity from from the moment I walked in i just I needed a chance to catch my breath here and there uh, but I love seeing uh, seeing the group and expanding on just play a song, clap, play a song, clap. Wait for wait for the next uh, wait for the next number. Wait for the next solo. This was extended extended solos, just you know, over one chord or a progression of just two chords, and hearing it all uh, live. And right in front of me, and, and of course the, the club is sort of small, so it's cliche answers, there's no bad seat in the house. You're never going to be too far away from the front and being right up there on the stage, Keystone Corner in Baltimore. A friend of mine recently uh, commented that, uh, and this is, this is not just a friend, this is someone who has won a Grammy Award, said that... Um, well, he's not the kind of person, and I sort of fall into this category as well, who can just go out to a uh, log cabin in the woods somewhere and write a great hit record and like be inspired by the solitude. Because I've been thinking recently, like, geez, during this whole COVID era, like, I, I should have written the great American novel or I should have composed this great album. Like, No, the, the way you get inspired, the way one gets inspired, most people anyway, myself included, is um, taking ideas... From others, not not in a mean-spirited way, but like hearing something and and then taking it home and and uh, expanding on that, being inspired by those around you, and going to hear other people play, and you yourself playing, and growing your craft that way. Listening to others, other people listen to you, and there's this um, like unspoken collaboration among people who are creating music or creating visual art, whatever the medium is, is this unspoken collaboration. And I I think that's that's a a beautiful sentiment to have in mind as we're now coming back together again, that we're able to um, share with one another our art and be inspired and uh, put out a great product. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this week's program. I remind you, Math and Musings is presented by Michael O'Connell. That's me. For more information or to contact, go to micheoconnelljr.com.